0: Previously on Dream Realm, the building was a compound. What is this place? Jordan whispered. Looks to be some kind of brothel, Elias explained. So some of them are real women, Jordan whispered. But why would they do this? I'm sure they get paid, Elias added. Hello, the small girl smiled, turning from her toy to the two adults. Do you need one of us? Isn't it obvious? They're hacking the technology to allow rich men to rape people and to force their way onto us. The second girl whispered. You're the intruders who have been fucking around with magenta and marzipan, right? Well, I'm their colleague, Toe, and welcome to my institution, the Venus. It's time to erase all of your dream realm memories regarding the Dark Realm. At least, Toe smiled again. Clearly, the device had managed to wipe out his memory of both Elias and Jordan. Actually, tomorrow, we have some of our new members gathering at the Silverado Club in South Coast. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's a beautiful place, a bit Western, a bit exotic. Is there anything else happening that we should know about? Jordan questioned. Well, we do have a large event coming up next week. It's going to be on Monday night. It's going to be the most public event we've ever had. You're listening to episode 15 to the audiobook slash podcast project, Dream Realm. Voiced, written, and produced by me, Matt Rebar. Part 6 Chapter 1 The man immediately charged towards Jordan and she rolled out of the bed to defend herself. Adrenaline poured through her body as she began to hit the man with her fists. At the moment she did not think of the dream realm, of King's words, or of the kidnapping of January. The only thing she could think about was survival. Jordan wasn't sure of the man's intentions either. He appeared not to have a gun, but that didn't mean he was weaponless. He protected himself well while his offense was weak. Most likely, he did not consider her a threat and was waiting for the moment to strike her down. She pushed him back and ran to the bedside table to grab her phone. Her attacker could tell that something was up and chased after her. She unlocked her phone, but he tossed the phone from Jordan's grip. It landed across the bed on the other side while the attacker finally tried pinning her down. Who the fuck are you? Jordan howled, looking into the man's eyes. There were no lights on within her house, but the moon and starlight proved effective enough for her to see the man who was attacking her. He appeared older, perhaps his upper thirties. His eyes looked as worn as the skin of his face, weathered by duty and transgression. She squirmed, but he continued to hold on to a minute before she stopped. He had not answered her first question, so she decided to ask a second. King sent you, didn't he? I don't know too much about my clients. It's just my personal policy. The man muttered, I was just hired to rough you up a bit. Nothing too rough, just enough to stop you from messing around with the man who hired me. He said, you know I'd be here. So you're a hired hand. Exactly. Now let's just get down to my car, okay? Jordan squirmed again, but he did not let up this time. He tied her hands together with thick rope as she was officially his prisoner. She struggled, but he had practically dragged her down the stairs which would lead them to the small driveway of her duplex. Jordan didn't know why she wanted to stall out the engagement but screamed some more to wake up the neighbors, preferably her duplex neighbors. The man immediately clamped her mouth shut with his mouth before moving her around a bit in the ground floor before grabbing a clean rag off the sink counter. He stuffed the rag in her mouth and now her voice was stuck within her throat. He moved Jordan to the front door and opened it slightly to peer outside. Nobody was outside, and it appeared nobody had heard the struggle inside the house either. So quietly, the man took Jordan across the driveway before opening the trunk of his car. Jordan looked around, wondering if she could make a break for it. She decided to give it a shot and began running. She ran as fast as she could, but the man caught up with her at the end of the block. He hoisted Jordan over his shoulders and began to walk back to the duplex. You're struggling a lot. He told me that you'd be a bit tough, but shit, this isn't almost worth the money, is it? Jordan wanted to ask how King had contacted him, but forgot that the rag would not allow her to communicate with him. The two arrived back at his car, and he prepared to place her in the trunk when a car skid out of nowhere. Both Jordan and her captor turned to see the car roll up right in the driveway. The car stopped, and Elias DeAngelis got out of the car. He was dressed as if he had been sleeping, and he held up a gun towards the man. "'Let her go now,' Elias snarled. "'Let her go, and I'll let you go alive.'" The intruder chuckled, opening the trunk wide and pulling Jordan out of it. He pushed Jordan towards Elias and immediately got into his car. Elias still had the gun aimed at the intruder, who quickly drove off. Elias put the gun down and removed the rag first. Jesus, Jordan whispered, her breath ragged as she took in air. That man, he almost kidnapped me. Are you okay otherwise? Elias questioned as he untied the rope around her arms and hands. Yeah, I'm okay, Jordan nodded softly. I'm just glad I woke up in time. Otherwise, I don't think I would have been able to put up a struggle. And then, had I not wasted some of his time, you would have came too late. So, the Dark Realm hired him to do this. What was he going to do? Kidnap you? I'm not sure what he planned. Apparently, they just wanted to rough me up a little. Whatever the fuck that means. Jesus, Elias whispered. Here, let's get back inside. I'll spend the night on your couch. I can't imagine how you feel. Upon getting inside and upstairs to the bedroom, Jordan responded to January that she was okay and that the intruder got away. Elias made himself comfortable on the downstairs couch, although neither of them experienced any great sleep for the rest of the night. The following morning, Jordan and Elias went into work. After Jordan woke up, Elias headed back to his own place. Jordan still felt like the incident had just happened, even as she showered and brushed her teeth. It felt like it had just been mere minutes since the attack. Jordan was quite sure that she was going to have a rough day at work. She moved on autopilot. Her arrival at the prosecutor's floor at the Cardonia Justice Center seemed only minutes from the moment when she had exited her duplex and entered her own car. Teresa said hello, but Jordan barely heard it. Instead, she walked over to her office, closed the door, and sat behind her computer. Fridays at the Cardonia Justice Center were used for cases which couldn't be handled in the previous four days. This meant that Jordan could stay in her office all day if she wanted to since she luckily didn't need to be in court. While Jordan stared at her inbox upon her computer, she was visited by January Fisher. Fisher looked gorgeous, but like Jordan, felt incomplete that day. The trauma of earlier this morning resonated in both of them, with January more so worried about Jordan than herself. January had been kidnapped, but that had been in the dream realm, even though ironically the moment felt incredibly real, perhaps too real. Are you doing all right? January questioned, closing the door and sitting down in front of Jordan. It's just a lot to take in, Jordan muttered. I'll get over it. It's okay to admit that things are rough. I know. I guess I just don't want to talk about it right now. Well, do you want to go out for drinks after work? January asked. Like, not in the dream realm, but in real life? Jordan nodded, and eight hours later found herself at a bar not too far away from the Justice Center. It was happy hour, so both she and January were chugging a few back. Normally, they'd be talking, but both of them seemed to prefer the silence today. As they sat with their drinks, Elias approached the table, setting his bar down before returning to the bar to grab a drink. Elias returned with a double whiskey on the rocks going straight to whiskey? January questioned with a smile. After uh, this morning, I need it. Elias nodded, turning to Jordan. Do you still want to go down to the Dream Realm headquarters tomorrow? I do, Jordan nodded. I just need tonight off. We got all the information we need, with the footage we have saved in the Dream Realm, Well, we'll have enough to prove that there's a real threat happening. The execs at Dream Realm can't deny that this is a problem. Big corporations sometimes love hiding shit, January spat. You'd think people would want what's best for everyone, but rarely is that the case. It would be unethical for them to ignore this, Elias countered while Jordan's phone lit up. She was receiving a call from Lynn and excused herself to take it. I didn't see you at all today, Lynn said over the phone. Jordan had excused herself to the back of the bar and stood between the back patio and the dumpster. Did you have a busy day? I did, a little bit. You sound tired. Did you spend all night with Isaac in the dream Realm?" Lynn joked. No, I haven't seen him since last week. Shit, have you moved on? I don't think we can move on until I agree to meet with him. So just meet with him. I just don't know if I can. If you don't want to, then that means the pseudo-relationship you have with him is over. Well, I I don't want it to end. Then it's simple. Then meet with him. (sighs) I know what I have to do. I just don't know how to do it. You are worried. You might be taking a virtual relationship and turning it into reality. I think it's perfectly fine to be worried. It's like ordering something online. You get worried if it's going to ship properly. You have anxiety that it's going to get broken. If it's not going to look the way it should, feel the way you want it to be. You'll be upset because you wanted something that didn't happen, and it'll seem like just the last year's been a waste. But you just have to remain positive. It wasn't a waste. It was just you learning about him and him about you. I haven't had much time to think about Isaiah because of the stuff going on with the Dark Realm. How's your investigation going? Well, I almost got physically kidnapped this morning. What? You mean, like, not on the dream realm, but, like, in person? Yes. Jesus, Jordan, what the hell have you gotten yourself into? Don't worry, I'm alright. The guys who run this dark realm just wanted to prove me a lesson. But all they proved is that they deserve to be taken out. They're nothing but pieces of shit. Are you okay? Are you sure you're okay is what I should ask. I'll be fine. I was a little shaken today, but tomorrow Elias and I are going to go down to Silicon Valley to speak with the company. "'Are you sure you're up for it?' "'I am, actually, because I'm very determined to end the Dark Realm, "'and these guys, well, they're the ones to make it easy.' "'Do you think they'll comply?' "'Well, we hope so.' "'Okay, well, are you sure you're okay?' "'Don't worry about me, I'm fine,' Jordan smiled a bit to try and prove to herself that she was fine. "'And while it was a bit of a lie, she hoped that a night of sleep would do her well for tomorrow.' "'Chapter 3.' "'That was your night?' Elias asked as Jordan stepped into his car." It was early Saturday morning, and the two were prepared for their trip down the California coastline to Silicon Valley. I got some sleep after taking some pills. Jordan sighed as she strapped herself in the passenger seat. The drinks helped a bit, but I was sober by the time I got home. I felt the same way. Elias sighed, pulling out of the driveway and heading over to the California hyperway. A hyperhighway which connected the large cities together rather efficiently throughout the coast. But my mood. I feel better. I still feel a little shaken about the events that happened yesterday but we should have expected them to want to take the fight into the real world especially with all the shit that we pulled but you didn't mention any of your talk with king how did that go down jordan recapped our conversation as well as explained king's ideology while elias drove decades earlier such a road trip would have taken five or six hours but with the hyper highway which had been built in the years since the trip would only take an hour and a half at max how come none of them see the immortality of what they're doing Elias said at the end of Jordan's recaps. It doesn't make sense how and why they can justify these actions and crimes, especially the raping of real people in the dream realm. That part's really fucked up. I mean, the mods. Well, I guess the argument can be made that they're not real people. But the consequences of raping these mods can be dire if you think about it. It's teaching men and women the learned behavior of sexual conquest. They don't care. They just want their money, Jordan spat. King is a businessman who saw a way to make money. And while he makes money, there's nothing else wrong in his eyes. I knew the Dark Realm would attract some shady characters, but some of these people are the fucking cream of the crop. And now that they're, they know about us, they know who we are, well, we've got to take them out before they take us out, Jordan. But even if we take them out, what if they get revenge against us? I don't know, that's something I haven't thought about. Neither have I. Jordan's whisper faded out, and the two drove with the radio playing softly. <laughs> I haven't been to San Francisco in a minute, Elias chuckled. I've visited a few times since college, but the time periods become larger between each visit, you know? Now, I never asked you why you left San Francisco, Jordan questioned. (sighs) The last person to ask me that question was the chief of the L.A. Police Academy, Elias recalled with another soft guffaw. (laughs) I told her that it was to get further away from my family and to seek a challenge in L.A., and those were truthful answers, but there was kind of a third reason, which is there was a girl, Elias sighed. We dated in college briefly, and then she was going to join the SFPD, so that was part of the reason I decided to jump south. A girl? You make it sound casual, but then fucked up enough for you to leave a city. It wasn't going to work with her after the shit she pulled, and I know life enough to know we would have been partners and forced to work together. Elias smiled. Life has an ironic sense of karma. I chose not to participate in Elias' bullshit, though. Now you never, never, no. now, you never really told me what happened with Hiram. I liked the guy. I told you that we drifted apart. Eh, that didn't seem like a real story. What do you mean? Like there are more reasons behind a breakup than a simple drifting apart, right? I mean, for Hiram and I, we just drifted. And you weren't ready to settle with him. Many people would kill for just a body on their bed. I'm not like most people, but then again, many people are normal. I never said normal. I know I was the one that said normal. (sighs) I think most people who date someone, they drift apart and probably end the relationship, you know? Unless they had kids Or a reason to stay together, a business, or a house together, I don't know. Or maybe they don't want to end the relationship if they drift, but then they cheat or have desires which makes the drifting become a division, and I don't know. Hiram and I were separate entities, and when I met Isaac before anything's with Hiram, and I get maybe that that's a little wrong, it wasn't Isaac who broke things off, you know, it just, I realized that I felt more with a stranger than my own fiancé. Isn't that a problem in general? "'Like if you have more emotion and you vibe better with some guy that you don't know "'versus someone you've known for six years? "'I've never had a relationship that long, so I couldn't tell you. "'And now here I am, trying to find a way to not meet the man in person. "'He still gives me so much passion a year later, even if it's only on the dream realm. "'If we argue that the dark realm is not pure fantasy, "'then neither is your relationship with Isaac. "'We don't have a relationship. "'I'm just using the word relationship vaguely. "'Gotcha.' "'Jordan smiled. "'I want to meet Isaac.' I'm just a little scared, I guess. You know, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. It's one of those things where I say it'll happen, so I know it truly will, but it's not like I'm closed off to it. I just need to be ready. You sound like you're stalling, but what are you stalling for? Do you really want the first time the two of you meet to be, like, magical? Do you want it to be romantic, like a story or, like, a poem, and the t- the two of you just feel immediate physical sparks? <laughs> You just hear those horror stories of people who had such an amazing connection in their dreams, and then they have no such connection in person. And the fact that he lives in Portland, there's distance involved. I just... I love what we have so much, so why would he want to potentially ruin that? You know, I was talking with bartender Joshua yesterday's, and he said that he personally would rather have some kind of chance of life than be dead altogether. He's a mod. He knows he's a mod. But for some reason, that's fine with him, as long as he can experience some kind of life. And I want to experience more of my life with Isaac, but... If it's not meant to be, then I'd rather savor this time in our dreams, you know? I get that. I actually see where you're coming from. I lie aside. The view of the California shore, both breathtaking and rejuvenating both of their spirits. But you're not a mod, Jordan. You're not created by a program. You're not meant to be utilized by the transgressions of other humans. You're a free woman, able to do whatever she wants. You have your whole life. You don't have to compromise for a half-life. Joshua doesn't have a choice. He's practically a slave. He recognizes that condition, and he bows to it. But you don't have to do that. There's so much more than that. Jordan sat in her seat, hearing what Elias was saying, and it made perfect sense. Jordan didn't have the heart to tell Elias outright that she still didn't want to meet Isaac. At least, she didn't want to meet him right now. We are fortunate enough to have lives, aren't we? Jordan whispered. We are free, although sometimes freedom still comes with cages. Chapter 4 Silicon Valley had not changed much over the decades. Buildings and corporations had come and gone, some of the technology had turned to the wayside, while at once important critical websites and applications were let go by the public eye, but one of the most impressive institutions within the area was the main office of Dream Realm. Most of the service were held on a secondary campus not too far away from the main office, but in the main office, it was here where the majority of ideas, management, administration, and finances were displayed. As if playing to the technological Las Vegas theme of the city, the entrance to Dream Realm came with a rather impressive design of the Dream Realm logo, utilized with laser. The lasers were in thick bundles and were currently dark in color, a deep navy blue. The lasers created the two rectangles stacked on top of each other. Each rectangle was divided in half. The halves which faced towards each other were clear. The halves which faced towards each other were clear, while the halves that faced away were filled solid with the navy laser. The entire logo spun upon a metallic sheet which rotated quietly surrounded by shrubbery as the cul-de-sac inside led them to a parking attendant who let them park in the above ground vip and guest parking below ground was a large parking center similar to the federal parking lot beneath the cardonia federal and local government buildings jordan and elias entered the building and even though it was a saturday they had an appointment set with one of the executives of the company john riley the vice president of public relations Riley had agreed to come in on a Saturday to talk to them about the issues that they were to present about. After being guided through the impressive campus by the secretary, they arrived outside Riley's door and were guided in. Riley's office was pretty stately and large, and they shook hands with the man before sitting down and explaining more about the dark realm. The two talked for some time, explaining their experiences, handing over some evidence, and even showing the clip of January being kidnapped on Friday morning. Mm, these are very serious claims, and I want to let you know that the company has every right to investigate this claim. "'We will begin doing our own searches on these men and women responsible. "'That will take some time, and for the company has agreed to not go public with the information yet.' "'What do you mean, this will take some time, and you're not going public yet?' Jordan questioned. Mm, it will take some time to investigate this dark realm, and we're not going to be going public. "'I think that states itself for the explanation,' Riley responded. "'This is horrible, but it does not need to be viewed in the public eye. "'We will take care of these people ourselves.' Hmm, this is horrible, but it does not need to be viewed in the public eye. We will be taking care of these people and the problems ourselves and fixing it. You should purge the locations as well as the members involved, Elias spoke. This is a serious breach of your own rules for your application as well as a moral and ethical dilemma. Hmm, we will handle it as we see appropriate. We cannot purge the locations. That would require shutting down the Dream Realm and rebooting the system, a process which could take a long period of time and a process to which could destroy our brand and image. You'd rather be destroyed by the press, then. You don't have any events or claims besides the video, and maybe a s- couple th- small things, but that doesn't really prove anything either, Riley snarled. I hate to sound rude, because we are very thankful you brought this to our attention, but we will handle it here at Dream Realm and do what we think is best. Um, I think that's all I have to say to you two at this time. Like I said, thank you. Again. The walk to Alliance's car was longer than the meeting with VP Riley. Don't say anything until we're off this campus, Elias warned, and so the two walked in silence and did not speak until the laser show was far behind them. What the fuck just happened? Jordan demanded to know. He barely listened to us. He barely acknowledged there was a problem. It sounds like he doesn't care. His priority does seem to be the status of the dream realm versus the issue we presented. He thinks it'll cost more to address the problem aggressively than passively. Fuck. He said we need evidence because we don't have evidence, but we, we got him some evidence. Well, maybe we need a shit ton of evidence. Fuck. We'll go right to the press, Jordan threatened. What a piece of shit. They don't want to purge Dream Realm because they don't want to lose on millions of paid memberships. I bet he's in the Dream Realm, too. To let your paid clients be in danger of rape, it, it's despicable. But who knows what his intentions are, Elias muttered. But if Dream Realm isn't going to do anything, then we have to. The gala's happening on Monday, which means we have two days to plan our strategy. So what are we going to do? Elias offered the one question to which neither of them knew how to directly answer. Chapter 5 For the first time in a while, the five of them sat down together at the same table. They were enjoying drinks provided by a large self-serving bar in the back of the room. Otherwise, it remained empty, overlooking a beautiful ocean, a variety of islands dotting the coast. The five were currently enjoying the space within King's mansion that he had created for himself, deep within the waters of the archipelago. Normally, such things could not be created, but with Marspan's help, King had easily managed to hack the mansion into the realm. The beautiful jungle island was dancing softly in the sunrise, coming down over the water. The mansion was built on top of a cliff. Beneath the room they stood on was a glass ceiling which overlooked the ocean beneath them, and in some ways the structure of the mansion seemed impossible to replicate in the real life. But, in the dream realm, this was an example of pure imagination. King rarely used his mansion except for nights like this when he was to meet with his staff. The mansion proved to be an excellent escape from work, or even just a change of scenery. Tonight, the drinks would soon be accompanied by dinner, and after all, tomorrow, they would be preparing it and attending their gala at the Regal Urbana Hotel. They had reserved the entire second floor of the hotel, including the smaller bathrooms. They wanted nobody but their own friends and clients within the floor, and wanted no disturbances either. Seated around the table with King were the four people who made everything happen. Marzipan's lean stature was huddled over his drink, his introvert tendencies quite clear in that moment. Toe was a bit tipsy and was handling a lot of the talking, his bold and brass New York style personality spilling onto the table, along with part of his and club. Lights, meanwhile, was looking rather dashy in his French suit, his own vodka merely upon the rocks, while Magenta was quiet, her dyed hair pushed up into a ponytail on her head. I'm glad we could come together for this meeting before the gala. King smiled as the table nodded in agreement. It's always good when the entire group can come together. After all, rare is it the three of us are together, let alone all five. King held up his glass for cheers and the five clinked glasses and drank some of their goodies before King continued with his opening statement. First up, I want to thank everyone's hard work with the recent intruder problem we've had, King chuckled. I believe we may have effectively stopped the problem. Thank you to Lights for handling the issue with me and Waspan for finding the true identity of our problematic duo. "'Are we not expecting them to come to the gala?' Toe questioned. "'They won't get in even if they do show up,' Magenta laughed, looking over at Toe with a sneered expression. "'We're not going to let those fuckers in.' "'I sent Jordan a little surprise in real life. I think that probably scared her a bit,' King snickered. "'Although she's a rather tough woman. I wouldn't be surprised if she managed to get the balls to come back and fight.' "'They're both strong individuals. That's why they became problems,' Lates told the room. "'They broke in the Marzipan's apartment gates, the Venus hell, They crashed my event.' Let's talk about the event of the Silverado Club. King switched the topic. Looking over at lights, we had over 92% of RSVP in attendance, plus an additional 32 who signed up last minute to come. We had a high success rate, too. Many of the men were happy when I followed up with them yesterday. Of the 79 who attended, 72 wished to sign up for... and, well, another four are considering it, and I've already taken care of the two who wanted no part. Their minds have already been wiped out of the dark realm, and they could go back into the dream realm, so sort to of speak, but... Of the 72, 67 have already paid, and 63 are already set up within Marzipan. I'm going to do the remaining four after this meeting, Marzipan added. You both did excellent, King smiled. The gala, meanwhile, should land us upward of a thousand. We have 700 people invited from current members, another 400 from our potential member base scheduled to come. Lights, we have to make sure we have room for all the new members at our gala. Already made sure we had enough tables, Light smiled. After this, I'm going to the Regal Urbana Hotel and do some setup. The final event this evening ends in an hour. It gives me enough time to get a solid blueprint for what needs to happen tomorrow. We just just need to set up some small things. Beautiful. You are all too good at this, King smiled. So let's go over the itinerary. We start at midnight with cocktails and registration. We push everyone into the main gallery room at 2 a.m. Then for an hour we eat and we have some of our testimonials. Then I give a quick speech and it's over at 3 a.m. with people who'd like to sign up. Sign up easily through the tables we have at each table. They can send the information and payment package to themselves and sign up on Monday. People will be out by 3.15 a.m. and new members can look forward to hopefully fucking people by tomorrow. Marzipan, how long do you think it will take to process all these new members? I have all my hackers on call for Monday and Tuesday evenings, Marzipan muttered. We should be able to get everybody registered ASAP on both days. If they register before midnight, we could probably get them going on the dream room. I have some hackers scheduled for early next day. Depending on uh, the amount who register and have questions, and I'll be on the dream room and we'll be able to talk with my hackers who are awake and handling things in the real world. We'll have excellent support systems for the next week. Gosh, this plan is great. King smiled, turning to look both at Magenta and Toe. Will the gate and the Venus be operational to handle such an overflow of people? Magenta was going to speak, but then Toe cut her off. At maximum, we only use 50% of the Venus at once, you know. We believe we'll be pushing full capacity, but we won't really act unless we need to. The second we reach full capacity, though, we will create the fourth floor addition. And if that reaches full capacity, well, then we'll create a fifth floor. Attachments as well. I mean, the reason we don't have those attachments is because of the additional light and energy that that would create. I mean, we're trying to make sure the Venus goes undetected, guys. Our active base is 604. King spoke. If they utilize half the given space at once, an additional 1.1k would most likely need more space. And I don't mind you waiting to use that space, but I need you, lights, to be prepared to make that space happen. Yes, sir? Toe nodded. When Magenta finally spoke her turn. "'We finally have access to the building to our right,' Magenta explained. "'I've already turned the space into a continued space. "'It'll be connected using a hallway on the ground floor of the building "'and will be attended by many of the mods on the ground floor "'for those who have questions, and the long bar's been cut in half, "'so now we have two medium bars on the right side of the building,' Magenta explained. "'Gate was at an old capacity of 410, "'and now with the additional space we'll be able to hold about 3,000, actually. "'Not only will this expansion help with the flux of new clients, "'but we will be prepared for a while.' That is, until we reach the threshold of past 3k clients, but then, well, then we will have to see what happens. Do you think we can start having child mods in Gate with this expansion? King questioned. I know we wanted not want to keep Gate as more of an introductory space, but, well, it might be better to include all of our services. I think it's possible. We can designate a certain floor in the new space for that behavior, Magenta nodded. I still don't think opening the space to the public should be allowed. We don't want to draw too much attention, especially because that could go south quickly. There are still people who focus too much on the reality of Dream Realm, like news reporters who tell news in the Dream Realm. I agree 100% with what you said, King nodded. And what about making more mods? How's that coming along? I'm hoping to develop about 30 or 40 tonight, and then keep that up for a few nights, Magenta explained to King. If you'd be interested or available for making some mods, that would be great. But I've been preparing slowly for having a surplus. I've crafted about 20 each day for the last four weeks. Very impressive. King nodded. If you need me to craft some mods, I can, but just let me know how the numbers look, you know? Absolutely. And lights, we're doing another recruitment event at the end of the month, right? King questioned. Kind of a small event, uh, a wrap-up to this month. Yes, sir. Uh, after getting our thousand members this week, we are hoping to have another two to four hundred by the end of the month. It's a lot of growth in a short time to double our base, but we are ready for it. We've been planning for this. I think it's possible, and not just a dream. King smiled to the group, raising his glass once again. I'm excited for all of our organization's dreams coming to life. Thank you so much for listening. For more podcasts and work done by me, Matt Rebar, check out my website at www.mattrebar.com. Tweet or Instagram me at Rebstar, H-R-I-B-S-T-A-R. And if you missed it, all 10 episodes of season one, Unconscious, Subconscious, are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Until next time.